Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Welcome to this very special episode of Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, AKA Bravo Historian. And you guys, I'm so excited to introduce my guest this week. She is my in real life bestie. Her name is Paige. She is a teacher of children. She molds young minds. She is also a trash human being like the rest of us. And she's the biggest Bravo fan that there ever was. Like she is just that person that I can just look at and like reference any Bravo moment, no matter how small it is. And she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So she's just here to kind of talk shit today with me and go over what's been going on in the Bravo universe. So hi, welcome Paige. Thank you so much for coming on this week. Oh my gosh, Samantha, you are so kind in your words. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you. Oh, good. Okay. So just a little backstory on Paige and I, we actually met through Instagram. Yes. Yes. I slid constantly into Sam's DMs, constant. Like you were always in my DMs. And then she realized one day that I live in Detroit and she lives like 20 minutes away. So she's like, let's get drinks. And then we got drinks. Yeah, and then, I mean, the rest was history. We um, talked about the guy I was dating at the time, whether or not his voice was too girly. Yeah, that's when I realized Paige was a literal psychopath slash, like, my soulmate (laughs) because she was like, Sam, I recorded his voice, and I need you to hear it. I was like, okay. So that was the first time I met her. And then also I was talking about, like, guys I was seeing and, like, what I was doing. And I went to like show her something in my phone and she got like an accidental full frontal shot of me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I like panicked. And I was like, you just saw like my undercarriage. I did. I saw it all. And you know what? I I felt a closeness to you that I wasn't sure would have been there without that moment, Sam. I, you know, I honestly, I don't think our friendship would be the same if you didn't see it. (laughs) No, I agree with that. So I really am excited to talk about like what's been going on in the Bravo universe. Obviously, you know, we have Kathy Hilton, who I'm obsessed with. Let's talk about Beverly Hills because it's so exciting that this show is like kind of on the comeback here. Yes. I can't really talk about Roni right now because it's like too depressing. So let's talk about (laughs) Beverly Hills. What the fuck? Like, what are your thoughts? Like, what's going on? This feels brand new. Like, it is, like, air was replenished. They had CPR, and now they're just, like, totally living again. I am, I think Kathy Hilton is honestly, like, one of the funniest 
per- people we've ever seen on Bravo. She is so hilarious. And your love of her makes my love for her even stronger. And also the the que- little mini deep dive you had of her and her friendship with Michael Jackson last night. Like chef's kiss. I cannot handle how good she is. Yeah. I mean, they were besties since they were in like high school. Besties when, since high school. I love that that Kyle kind of has someone that's like, a little bit has an upper hand on her too because I feel like you don't often see someone have an upper hand on Kyle and it's an interesting dynamic. Hundred um, percent. Like when, like what I love, and I wrote about this earlier this week when I did um, my little deep dive on the Richards family and just like Big Kathy <laughs> in general. Big Kathy um, is. I love this little sneak peek that we're getting into the Richards childhood. Like when Kathy refers to Kyle as Doogie, and then <laughs> like a little tootsie roll, her around, yeah, and like bossing her around and telling her to go plug in her fan. Yeah, yeah. So I'm funny. like, you guys are still children. <laughs> They're still children, and also like her very carefully peeking in her door to see if she was still sleeping, and then running away. Like you know, she's gotten her ass beat by Kathy before when she's woken her up when she was a kid, and she had like a trauma flashback, and she was like. Kathy's not coming. Kathy's not coming. We're going to go. <laughs> I also need to discuss the fact that Kathy, this is like a little tidbit that Kyle threw in there, is Kathy used to put tinfoil on her windows. <laughs> and that's not being discussed enough. Like, wait, she did what? She she needs it. <laughs> she actually sleep. Kathy sleeps the way I sleep. Like, I want it pitch black. I want a fan. I want to be freezing cold. I might want to drink a Red Bull right before I go to sleep. You're drinking a Red Bull? If my nipples are not hard when we go to sleep, like, I'm not sleeping. Like, no. I need it to be three degrees. I'm on board. So, honestly, everything Kathy does, I kind of co-sign right now. I co-sign everything she does and says. And I'm also obsessed with the fact that she wears slogan tees. Like, <laughs> she's always she like, does. girl boss. I'm like, what is I look forward to what's coming next with her girl boss tees. It's so funny. And then when Dorit grabbed the red coat out of the closet and Kathy was like, I honestly don't know who that is. I really like this for tonight. You want to laugh? Ask me whose jacket that is. Paris's. I have no, I have no idea. Somebody left it at my house. And the best part is, like, she doesn't know whose it is, and she keeps it at home. Like, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna use it." Like, I oh yeah, wh- why like, would I, I not? Oh, we're yeah. on national television. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. She's a national treasure up there with the Declaration of Independence. Yes, it's that. It's the Bill of Rights and Kathy Hilton, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not in that order, though, Sam. Not in that order. No, of course not. <laughs> I also. I, I I don't really know what the Bill of Rights is. Like, <laughs> not for another day. Yeah, no, that's a history not lesson. Not for another podcast. Like, we don't need to get into that right now. No, no, that, that's, a, that's a text conversation we'll have later, Samantha. Yeah, you'll drag me later. You'll be like, you uneducated troll. I will say, though, as a kindergarten teacher, we don't cover the Bill of Rights, but it is still a topic that I, I know and am aware of. <laughs> <laughs> well... Aren't you just so special? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm obsessed with Kathy right now. What are your thoughts on Sutton right now? I thought Sutton was like, I mean, you said it perfectly when you said she's a human sandcastle. Like, she is just so fragile in every way. And we kind of saw that last season when she was a friend of, you know, like, 
she, like Dorit like made the comment about how she was saying she was going to freak the fuck out. And like, I loved the line. Like you had your fun, let the mouse go. You've had your fun, let the mouse go. That's a great line. But seeing that this is actually just like a typical reaction to basically any inconvenience or confrontation is like so bizarre to me. I listen. So I obviously I liked Sutton. I was excited that she was coming back. And then immediately I was like, what the fuck is this? This is not the woman that I signed up for. No. And I tweeted the other day, I said, Sutton is a human sandcastle. Mm-hmm. And I got some tweets and, you know, DMs being like, what does that even mean? And I'm just going to explain it really quick. It's like, what I meant by that is she's so fragile. She crumbles, like, at any slight change in, like, weather or in her element. Like, she, like, everything has to be perfect in her surroundings for her to be, like, like a sane like stable person yeah and she's just not and I think I I mean honestly I forgot that I forgot about last year where she would like was sitting in the back of the limo or the car or whatever and was like I'm gonna cry cry. yeah it's like why are you fucking crying why does she why are we all now tiptoeing around you it's like so fucking weird it's weird and I think that Crystal is gonna be like a major um disruptor for Sutton because Sutton is just like clearly doesn't know how to handle like a conversation surrounding race which is going to be uncomfortable but also she just I don't I just don't think Crystal like is gonna allow Sutton to act in such a like random way like it is so random I don't understand her yeah yeah it's so weird but I think I do think Sutton will be interesting once this whole Erica divorce thing comes up because I mean that's what we saw in the trailer right so I hope that she becomes worthy of like getting the full-time housewife role I guess but we'll see it just it was just weird like if you're gonna act like that just stay as a friend of because I, I don't need to see you in every scene then but I, I'm in, listen, she, I can just tell is like one of those people for me that I love to watch. It doesn't mean I love her as like a housewife, but yeah. I'm, I'm like interested to see her next breakdown. <laughs> like it is, I'm it very is, curious. it is a car accident, but sometimes the car accident is, is entertaining. And sometimes the car accident is confusing. Like, like what happened? <laughs> What's a car accident for you? That's been um, interesting. Well, Sam, I'm a horrible driver. Um, I've been oh, in no, many. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I'm a terrible driver too. Um, Joe got in my car the other day for the first time with me driving, and he was like, "I'm praying for myself." I was like, "Why? You're fine." And I literally almost got an accident. I'm just not a good driver. No, I'm not a good driver, and I own it. And I just like if anyone from any auto insurance company listens to this, like, please, God, just give me like a better six month premium because I'm struggling right now. It is so bad. Um, (laughs) but to answer your question that was more nuanced, um, an entertaining car accident is like Kelly Bensimon and Scary Island. Like that's an entertaining one. Yeah, Um, I I agree. Taylor Armstrong was a dark, interesting car accident, you know, a dark one, but still interesting. Bethany had a full breakdown, um, in Cartagena. That was a good oh, one. I was like, which time? She's had so many. Yeah, no, she's had a lot. She cries a lot. <laughs> yeah, she cries a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, those are those are the ones that come to mind as, as I'm thinking about it. Okay, okay. 
You know where I don't see a lot of breakdowns is in New Jersey. No, they don't because they hide so much. They pretend like it's okay. They brush a lot under the rug. You're right. They do that. Yeah. I I agree. I'm so excited for Potomac. Oh, my God. I can't wait for Potomac. I'm so happy we don't know anything that's happening in the season. I, I really, want... The only thing that I've heard, obviously, is the Wendy and Eddie stuff. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And don't you find that interesting, Paige? I do not find that interesting because I think it's very clear why that's the case <laughs> that right. we didn't yeah. know anything because of you know Monique is not here leaking things to her little blogs yeah yeah it's lame it's a very lame uh thing that housewives have started to do which is like try to like I feel like they're trying to gain people on their side that might not already be there by like leaking information ahead of time. And all it does is just ruin the season for us. Like I don't, I don't like going into a season already knowing that Brandy and Denise licked each other's pussies. Like I'm uninterested in knowing that ahead of time. I would have loved that surprise. I would have loved that. And I didn't get it. I know. And the only thing is, I will say this is I have seen firsthand a lot of housewives, certain ones, will try to befriend, like, Instagram accounts and people that have followings. Yeah. You know, be really friendly with them to try to manipulate their posts and their, you yeah. know, where There's a narrative believe. they're trying to push. Exactly. And it's so frustrating to see that because I, yes, I do have an Instagram account with a following, but, like, I just... I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. Like, I'm not going to – I don't want to be their friend. (laughs) Like, I want to talk about them. I want to admire them. I want to gossip about them. I don't want to, like, be besties and, like, have an entire page just basically like a fan account. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Right. I do think it kind of um, makes it so if you become besties with somebody, you are – going to be unwilling to kind of call out the BS, which I think has, I've seen happen. And I also think that if you ride really hard for someone one season, like something can happen in the next season. And it's like, I mean, I was a huge, huge, huge Portia fan. And then this past season, I just think she was kind of like annoying the way she was acting. And like now everything that's going on, I'm like, I'm so glad I I didn't have my Porsche fan account because that would have been embarrassing going into the filming of this season with her being like a train wreck with this Simon and Fallon situation, which is, oh my gosh, wait, when is that freaking video coming out? Oh, of Fallon? Yeah. Yeah, that's soon, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's this week. Or next week. It's soon. Oh my gosh, and I feel like it's Simon tomorrow. is disgusting on social media. <laughs> I don't want to look. Will you just tell me what he does? <laughs> okay. Well, you and I were dating. We, like, not you and I, like, we, us together, but, like, we were on the dating scene. And one of my biggest turnoffs is when men are, like, really into social media. Yes. I yes. hate it. Like, I want you to have, like, three followers. <laughs> like, old photos. I don't want you to pose well in pictures. I don't want you to, like, really use Instagram stories for anything other than, like, your stupid picture you took of, like, the street you're on when you travel. Like, don't don't use your Shout social media. Shout out to your man right now. <laughs> That's literally all he does. I love it, though. I love to take a photo of a street. He's the best. I love a um, photo of the street. But, like, any man that, like, overly uses social media is just so disgusting. And Simon is one of those people. But make that even worse is Simon is, like, 50. 
Yeah, no. He's it's... a grown ass man. He's not like my little cousin who's like Gen Z, you know, and he's like taking pictures of his, you know, charger. Like that's <laughs> like whatever. But like this is like a 50 year old man. It's so gross. And like he'll post stuff about like his ex-wife. I'm like, you guys are still technically married. Yeah. This is so disgusting and petty and weird. Like you got Simon, dude, like you got yourself into this situation. I'm a little confused. Like why he's now like reacting in the way that he is i'm like you're the one that chose to leave your wife for her like co-star it's weird i'm not on board with simon i'm and i now that i know he is a aspiring content creator i am more so not on board with Simon, the aspiring content creator now a major thing that has happened this week and i feel that we should discuss this just maybe briefly it doesn't have to be a big thing but Megan and Harry had their baby. They did. Lilibet. Lilibet Diana. Lilibet. I'm really happy that they didn't just straight out name her Diana, though. Like, I like that they made it a middle name. And you know what, Sam? You posted about that. And the comments were disgusting. I was appalled. Like, what can Meghan Markle, Mountbatten Windsor do to make these people happy? What can she do? Like, can you imagine if she named their baby, like, after her mother and grandmother? Like, the way people would be up in flames. But, like, sh- they asked permission. They're showing respect to the royal family. Like, what else can this chick do to make people happy? I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand it either. And what people are forgetting is that him and his grandmother, Gran, you mm-hmm. know, the Queen of England, they're still cool with each other. Yeah, she loves him. He said that in the interview with Oprah. He goes, I have talked to her more times in the last year than I have previously. Right. Like, of course he's going to name his daughter after her. And I think Lilibet is adorable. And Diana, obviously, a nod to, you know, his mother. Right. And I just... Yeah, I I fully agree. There's, like, nothing this woman can do that's going to make anyone happy ever. And I think we all know why no one's really happy about it. Like, but now we said it, you know what I mean? There's some undertones. Yeah, of course. Like, I I, I don't know why it affects American people so much. It has nothing to do with you. And to be honest, like, what an iconic kid that could potentially, like, be the monarch in England and also president of the United States. Like, talk about, that's, like, powerful. That's a powerful child. That is a powerful child. Yeah, like born in the U.S., but like is in line to the throne of England. Like, I don't know how we can't get behind that. I'm sorry. I don't, I just don't get why people like can't just be like, okay, I'm happy for them. They had a baby. I know. I'm just like always happy for a baby. After her miscarriage too, she had a miscarriage last year. Yeah, that was sad. That's very sad. It's like, let them just be happy. And then everyone's like, and I get it. On some level, I do understand this, like idea like okay they left the royal family because they want quote-unquote privacy and now they're you know doing the Oprah interview and they have like he's doing like a mental health thing I think with Netflix or Apple TV I'm not 100% sure and also it's not like they're out here and she's like this morally corrupt like Faye Resnick type where she's like posing in Playboy like spilling all the tea on the royal family like they're discussing important issues that are going on. Like he talks about his, you know, journey with mental health a lot. Mm-hmm. She also talks about the election and she talked to Gloria Steinem last year. Like they're doing important work. I don't know what people really want from them. I don't know what they want from them either. Like I, I really think that the way that people respond, it's like what what would 
if is what would make you happy like that like what happened to Diana because it's sick like the way that they harass her all the time it's like too much and you know what sometimes I hold back in my comments on your post Sam but like the next time I really see something like that I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna go hard because I don't like it all right I, I don't like the, I don't like the bullying of of uh of a fragile person like that I just feel like she's very fragile and not in like a sandcastle way I feel like she's fragile in like a the entire world has bullied her way literally the entire world and it's gross yeah I can't imagine living in the UK and like seeing those tabloids about me I like read one negative podcast review and I spiral (laughs) like I read my podcast reviews this morning and I just want to say really quickly I can't help my voice okay oh my god I can't help it I know I sound like a child, so I'm just w- ready to hear what people have to say after yeah, the review. Everyone's always one. like, her voice is so annoying. And I'm like, go fuck yourself, okay? I am I live in the Midwest. We all talk like this out here. We, we literally do. all sound like nasally little assholes. We do. We and say no so words funny. correctly. We add S's to everything. We and we sound everything. stupid. Everything. It, it's like a thing here. It's an accent in Michigan that when you end a sentence, your your words go up at the end. So it sounds like it's a question. That's just the way we fucking talk here. And people don't like it. And the, you want to hear something funny? Is I posted about this a couple weeks ago because I saw a negative review about my voice. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't help my voice. Um, and Danny Pellegrino DM'd me. And he was like, he basically was like, yeah, it's like the Midwestern accent. Like, people say that about me, too. And I'm like, because he's from Where's Ohio. Where's Danny like, from? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just we're nasally. <laughs> like, get off my dick. It's Literally, so get off my jock. Literally. And also, like, just leave the one star and keep it moving. Like, why do you have to assassinate my character like that and, like, the core <laughs> of who I am? Like, my voice. Like, I can't help my voice. It's so mean. Oh, my God. It's People like so- are so mean to you. I feel so bad sometimes, Sam. But you know what? I do get, I do get a little bit of pleasure out of, like, trolling people. Sometimes when they're like, I think too, doing too much. People do this because they like need an outlet to get their anger out at the world at some at something, and I, it happens to me occasionally, and it's like fine. pick up kickboxing, you know, go on a run. Yeah. Sam and I are runners, just like do a little run like us. It's fine. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> diabolical. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. So we do have to talk about Roni. Okay, let's do it. I wrote about this this morning. Um, go read my article over on the dip, the dipp.com. Mm-hmm. So I, I really had a hard time figuring out what the fuck is going on with Leah and Heather. Like, what is really going on there? And I think I finally put it into words that somehow make sense to me. I don't know. but So I kind of want to hear your thoughts, Paige, mm-hmm. about this. Is So I think Leah is very Hannah from Summer House this year, like where she is really like working overtime with 
like trying to make things happen and make moments and like make it really dramatic like kind of like when Hannah stormed away from Kyle yes and everyone was left feeling like what was that like why are you mad yeah like why are you so mad and then so with Leah I feel like she was building it up and building it up that she wanted to come at Heather over this podcast thing talking with queen icon legend uh, as Danny Pellegrino would say, I have to like quote him, uh, Carol Radswell. Yeah. And it didn't work because Heather quickly disarmed her and just like was like, yeah, this is what I said. Yeah. Yeah, and Luann, she- I think you're phony. Like, right. And Leah didn't get the reaction that she wanted, right? Like, she really wanted there to be a moment between them, like a gotcha moment or something. And when Heather kind of just shut it down and was like, this is embarrassing. Like, basically, she, like, rolled her eyes head and laughed because she was like, you're a petty as fuck. Like, I dealt with a Viva Drusher. Like, you're nothing to me. <laughs> um, so I think that made Leah mad. And now she's even more determined. Like, I have to make something happen with Heather. Like, I have to now nitpick the fuck out of this woman. Like, now I just felt she was, like, picking at Heather the whole time. Like, when they were on the beach talking about voting in the election, like, she quickly came at Heather over nothing. I don't even want to partake. I struggled with it in 2016. And please don't, don't come at me with some really self-righteous, but you need to vote because I'm like, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to actually ask you a question. And it just like keeps going and going and going until Leah finally builds to the climax. And it's still lame. The viewers are still left. Like that was fucking stupid. When she storms away and throws flowers at Heather, because Heather's like, what are you doing right now? Are you kidding me no, do let's not talk, talk about it. if i want to vote or not it's none of your business you are white feminism 101 you are the problem you think you're the authority on everything do not talk about me do not talk about anything that i say it's none of your business why do you have to be in everyone's business like a karen no it was weird i think what's really missing is like the context of why she cares and i think that was what was missing with hannah too right like the context was a lot of the context was lost and like I am a huge, like, I, I loved Heather Thompson. I think she was a great housewife. I think what I think what it was, and this is my interpretation of Leah. Leah arrived on the scene, and the day before filming, Bethany Frankel quit, and then we watched the season, and Leah was kind of giving us that hard-ass Bethany Frankel vibe for a moment. And people were like, okay, like, maybe she can... Like, yeah, like a new fresh vibe. Yeah, like maybe she can like give us those like funny little interview moments and she can kind of like look at people and be like, what the fuck are you saying? You know, she was like kind of like a good foil to Ramona. And then this season she comes and there was like so much excitement over Heather filming with them. And I feel like she really got like almost a little jelly in a way like she was a little jealous that like heather was getting i feel like some twitter and instagram love from these bravo accounts because i think leah is like very very much paying attention to the commentary around the show i think she was she's very like, plugged in to social media she is she's plugged in and i think she wants to come off as cool and i think she wants to come off as like like a young millennial that is like gonna relate to like fans but it just is really missing the mark and 
you know what, Sam? The other week when you were talking about Sonia and how maybe it's like Sonia needs to take a step back, I think Ebony really made me realize that I don't think it's Sonia that needs to take a step back as much as it's Luann and Ramona. I think it's Luann and Ramona. I think Luann and Ramona really stifle her and, like, make her feel like shit about herself. And I don't think she... Obviously, Sonia needs some um, maintenance on her drinking. But I don't think that... I think without them, she would be, like, the fun Sonia that is, like, the light energy of an ensemble cast. And I don't think Luann and Ramona are, like keeping up with the times I just don't yeah I don't think Ramona is plugged in really (laughs) I think she doesn't really understand and I do agree I what I meant about the whole Sonia thing was the first two episodes is we or three maybe is we just saw Sonia be so drunk and like crying about the past I was like oh my god I can't do this if that is what this season is going to be like I can't And then now that I'm looking at it with like a whole different lens, basically, is like Sonia has always been like a really emotionally intelligent person. And we've never given her the credit that she deserves because people write her off as like this floozy like girl that has sex. And that's like really problematic, actually. So problematic. Luann was very ugly to her in the bus. Fucking rude. She is. To everyone. Yeah. Like the way that Luann, Luann is the girl that you know. She is the the pick me girl. She is absolutely Sam. She's a pick me girl. You're right. Like she's you throw your girl. friends. You guys, she's the one that's like making fun of Sonia to try to get the guy's attention more on her. And she's the girl that's always like, oh, I'll throw the football. And I like drinking beer. And like, yeah, like, and it's not know, even it, just random guys. It's guys that Sonia like, she always has Sonia sloppy seconds. Always. Always. And it's, like, at one one is, like, okay, whatever, Harry Dubin, whatever, you know? Right. But then when it's, like, Tom, and I'm sure that there's a bunch of other guys out there. Mm-hmm. The pirate. That, you know, the oh, pirate. wait, the pirate, the pirate was well, the Luann pirate first, was right? Luann, but, yeah. We, yeah, we get it. it. So it's just, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> It's, and she's so mean to her. And, they are mean and to her. And Sonia not, really loves them and, like, wants to show them that she, like, is loyal to them and loves them and is, like, I'm a ride-or-die friend for you guys, but you guys aren't that back to me. No, and I think Ebony is going to be, like, a really good person to Sonia. And I really yeah. loved how Sonia handled the Luann and Ebony situation. Yeah. burden's on us. We're white, privileged ladies. Nobody's turning the page and moving forward. We have to read the page, feel the pain, be a little bit awkward, and then we can turn some more pages. Luann it did not handle the Ebony situation well at all. I apologize in that I got so upset with you. I don't, yeah, you know, I appreciate I, that. I do, no. and I and, accept you it. Know, I would hope that you would extend the same to me. No. It's been a little frustrating for me seeing a lot of hate directed towards other cast members of Roni and not more specifically Luann about the situation like online what have you been seeing people are like more upset with Heather or they're more upset with Leah and I'm like wait a minute uh what did what did I miss I feel like 
we what it, what is it that do they feel like they're like jumping on a like a um, like I don't even understand what there could be backlash about. I mean, there. I think Ebony said it perfectly, where she was like, "Heather means so well, but like, there are still microaggressions that she says and does that are like, you know, she doesn't. I don't think she knows them or recognizes that it happens. But Luann was like fully like, like racially <laughs> profiling Ebony, who's like so calm and collected and like responding to what you're saying. That's all she was doing. She was like, well, that's not what you said. But but Luann is so up her own asshole that she doesn't even hear what she says when she talks. No. And seeing her sit in the confessional and say the the thing again about the education. And it, it's like, it's wrong. Like, Luann, like, that's not what happened. And I need, I wish I could be a fucking yeah. fly on the wall to watch Luann watch the interaction, how it really happened. I mean, she kept saying, like you can't come in my house and say you're smarter than me. And it's like, well, first of all, that's not what she's saying. Second of all, that's not even in response to what you said. And third of all, like, if we're talking about, like, at a at a level, like, on paper, like, Ebony is more educated than you. Like, you are a nurse, but she has a JD. So it's not comparable. I know, and Ebony, that's the thing. Ebony never once said, I'm smarter than everyone here. She said, I'm the most educated, which is true. And I and think, really- yeah. Happy her, Sonia was like, yeah, because she is the most educated person. And I think her point like, in saying that, that seemed to fly over Luann's head, is that she's saying, I'm the most educated person here with degrees, four degrees, like Wendy Osefo. Maybe she doesn't have four. I don't know how many um, Ebony has. But is like, but I still talk like that. Like, I can use the word pussy and also be a really educated person. And exactly. I don't think, I don't think, I think that got lost in the sauce for, and during that conversation. And then you have Ramona sitting there crying about it being too loud and you're having a headache. It's like, no, you're just being dismissive and you're being nasty. And if your friend is telling you, just listen to what she's saying and like, you can't do that. That this is, this is where I have the issue with Ramona is like, there's no. Yeah. Talk to me about this. Cause you and I, I. I don't love Ramona, but at the same time, she's such like a real housewife staple to me that I think I'm blinded sometimes. So get into the Ramona of it all with you. What's what's that about? What's going on? I just think Ramona is so she is she is a Karen. So like when Leah is freaking out about Heather, just like having a a point in agreement with Ebony, like you should vote if you have issues. Like, that's not an opinion. Like, if you have a problem with what's going on, you should vote. Like, that's not, (laughs) like, a controversial statement. And, but, like, the whole time during the conversation around the election, Ramona is silent. Like, she's sitting and she's staring into her bowl of food or her drink or whatever it was they were doing. And she was so sure not to make eye contact with Ebony about, having an election party night because like, you know, you're a shithead about it. Like you party with the Trumps. You are garbage in your political opinion. You were garbage about the pandemic. You are garbage the way you treat any person of color. Any trip they've gone to Mexico, she's been so dismissive and disrespectful to the staff there. You're disrespectful and dismissive to your staff that you hire like you just use these outdated words and I understand she's older. Like I I give a little bit of leniency to that, but when you have people that are trying to explain to you issues around what you say and you're just like, 
and I'm just thinking of all these other things too that Ramona has done and they're just so shitty and they're not even related to like being a racist or like kind of having and I, and I don't know if I'm going to call Ramona a racist but she's like not super racially um aware um and maybe she is a racist I don't know and but she did say that she did say she's like I think I live in a bubble and Sonia was like yeah yeah no shit but I just even think of like other things about Ramona that are just like so ugly to me like when they're making fun of Tinsley and she's like you look like shit and I look great like what what is wrong with you I just truly I've never liked her from the beginning I've always thought she was entertaining but she's really like kind of flipped for me the last couple seasons where I'm just like you are out of control (laughs) No, and you know what sticks with me, really? I think about this a lot, actually, and don't ask me why I think about this. I think about this when I'm in the shower, actually, like, if we're being honest, (laughs) when I'm, like, scrubbing my body. I think of this scene from, I think it's last season, where Ramona is talking about Sonia, and she's talking about her so fucking negatively. I think she's talking about Sonia's weight, and I think at one point she talks about Sonia, how Sonia has sun damage on her chest. Yeah, she's she's, she's like, like, look at me. I don't have any sun damage on my chest because that's because I use Ageless by Ramona. And so whenever <laughs> I'm like scrubbing my body, I literally look at my boobs and I'm like, do do I have that? Like I because of Ramona, I'm now paranoid. So I'm just like, go fuck yourself, Ramona. Like yeah. you're not a, you're not a nice person. And no, Bethany she's not. Always said that. Bethany and has always said that about Ramona. She's like, you're just not nice. No. Like, and, and the whole facade and, like, charade of being offended by vulgar, raunchy conversations, which aren't even oh that raunchy. Like, I'm sorry. I sit, I sit with you, and we have conversations about that. I sit with my friends. Like, I don't know a single person who's with their girlfriends, and they don't talk about sex. Like, you are the horniest person on earth. So horny. All you do is, like... Like, you're literally rubbing yourself down to, like, the man playing the guitar in his little cowboy hat. Like, are you okay? Actually, Ramona, you make me uncomfortable when you rub your tits while this man is serenading you guys with a guitar. Is this, do you think, his original music or is this, is this someone, like, a famous music he's no, playing? No, I think this is his own music. He's really talented. Yeah. It's very sensual. Yeah. But the conversation about, like, having sex is too much for you? I'm sorry. There's something not clicking for me I know and when she was like my daughter would never I don't and Leah was like I'm not your daughter and also I don't want to be like we're good right the scariest person on earth I'm straight (laughs) that's your mortal enemy (laughs) she's not even my enemy because like I don't think she knows I exist but I just find her to be so scary um she's scary (laughs) yeah I just that I that whole conversation really bothered me this like idea that Ramona is like some prude it's like shut the fuck up and but that has been a thing with Ramona for years and Carol and Bethany again I hate to keep bringing Bethany up but she would always say that about Ramona she's like shut the fuck up you're not some little catholic schoolgirl anymore you are 60 years old who likes to fuck betting them Banging them, sleeping with them, f***ing them, sucking them, doing them, having them, loving them. You are having sex with them. Like, you go on dates in the middle of the day. Like, you are with men. Like Constantly. Yeah, constant. So that's kind of my my thoughts on Roni is I feel like we, I want to center the cast around Ebony. 
I I like Ebony. I love her point of view. I think she's so funny. I still want Sonia on there. I want to see a Sonia and Ebony dating show where Ebony, like, introduces her to a matchmaker and Sonia goes on dates. And I want to see Luann and Ramona maybe um, kick to the curb and, like, humbled a little bit. I just think think they need to be humbled. Last season, if we're being honest. Like, I – that's how I feel. Yeah. And I know that it's not a popular opinion. I get that people love Ramona. I, I understand the, the like, the attraction to her. Like, it's so outlandish that it's funny. I get it. But, like, the aprons. Hilarious. The aprons with the little bikinis on them. Hilarious. Yeah. I get it. But she like, has antics. She, yes. I, I'm just, or, like, the nipple covers under the shirt and the feathers in her hair. I love it. But overall, your character as a human being is garbage, and I'm not interested in uh, you having a platform to spread that. I, you know who I would really be interested to see with Ebony is Dorinda. I feel like oh, they would have fun. They would have so much fun. I miss Dorinda every day. What are you doing here without Dorinda? Struggling. And, I, and I'm trying to cut the cast a little bit of slack because we are, in, we are filming in the middle of a pandemic. I just don't know why there weren't more people, though. Like, right. I just don't I, think I five or something. It's something is not working for me. It's because Dorinda's not there. All of those issues with Dorinda, I think, would have been like placated because Tinsley wasn't there. Like, I think a lot of that. I think there was again. We're missing the context because no one just goes after someone the way Dorinda went after Tinsley. Like, there was a context that's missing. Like, there's just something that was there that we didn't see. But, like, now that Tinsley's not in the show, like, I think we would have gotten, like, the Dorinda that has, like, the amazing one-liners and is, like, hilarious. I just I just think she she should have had the opportunity to come back. <laughs> Listen, Dave Quinn always says this. He's, like, 90% of the fights that we see are never really about the show. Like, what, what we see. It's always about, like, what's going on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. So... I am going to wrap this episode up with some fire, like, what do they call it? Fire round? Rapid fire? Rapid fire. <laughs> Lightning round? Fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. My first question to you is who is your favorite housewife of all time? I mean, I love Jennifer Aiden right now, but if we're going back to the beginning like all time, of all time, it's probably Tamara Judge. Okay, I respect it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the rumors that her and Heather are coming back? I truly couldn't. I could dance a little jig of joy. I didn't watch OC this past season because I couldn't stomach it. I and also, fuck Kelly Dodd, just for the record. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, I'm so excited. Heather just, like, <laughs> elevates that shit. She just she, elevates I need the chateau. I need it. Chateau do bro and I'm really I would love to I say this every week I feel like but I would really be interested to see like her and Terry where they are now their kids are like grown up like they yeah. have a very interesting like family storyline going on like I and I know that Heather's got some rich ass friends yeah I need the rich ass friends on OC I need Heather to look at Shannon and be like what have you become like you're a monster literally like you you either die the hero or you live so long you become the villain Sam like Batman. <laughs> That's Shannon. Because when Shannon came on, I love. I fucked with Shannon. I oh, loved yeah. how raw and honest she was. And then, like as time went on, I was like, this woman exhausts me. 
she is very exhausting. Emotionally, she's an emotional vampire. Oh my gosh. Yes, Sam. I love this. An emotional vampire. She is. Like, she just sucks the life out of you. And Tamara said that. She was like, she would call me at like 2 a.m. and want to talk for hours. She's like, but do you think this woman ever asked anything that's going on with me? No, never. Never. Like, that's what Shannon is. She's very self-centered. Anyways, okay. Who is your least favorite housewife of all time? Probably Brandy from um, Dallas. Okay, Paige, get the fuck out of my head. I was thinking that I was like I didn't want you to think it was Brandy Glanville even for a second (laughs) no I would never I would never even assume that but when I asked you the question I I thought to myself I was like I feel like my least favorite house is Brandy from Dallas all of my like least favorites are from Dallas actually like I very much disliked Leanne Locken I very much dislike um that other one that was on the first season and left I liked Carrie Duber I liked Stephanie Holman, and then she kind of just became, like, a potato. And and I mean that in, like, just, like, bland. Like, just, like, a baked potato with no salt or butter. Like, she's just there, and it's bland. Maybe I should say toast. I should say dry toast instead of that. But, yeah, she's just, like, dry toast. And, yeah, I just – I can't can't get behind Dallas again. I want to marry to Medicine Dallas, like you've said, with Tiffany. I love Married to Medicine. Have you been watching this season? Married to Medicine is – the best show on Bravo. Okay, let's talk about it because I really need to talk about it with someone. <laughs> I'm dying. Married to Medicine is so good. Lisa Nicole is truly like an iconic scammer. The, she is the- a scammer. <laughs> like she is Joanne the scammer. She, <laughs> she is sitting at a table with doctors. Yeah. One of it ran a COVID testing right. thing <laughs> and is like, Trying to scam them into the fact that she didn't send right. the test out to the lab or something. And they're like, this is not, that's not what you think. Like, Dr. Jackie no. is like, uh, and she was on Watch What Happens Live. And she was like, the thought that went through my head was like, would Lisa and Nicole look good in orange? And I'm just like, that was, <laughs> like, it's just so funny. Amazing. I think Heavenly is, is one of the best reality stars ever um, signed to a show. She's uh-huh. hilarious. And I really, I know you like Toya, but I just really don't <laughs> like Toya. I don't like, I, I love really Eugene. Know. I love Eugene. Love Eugene. I, listen, I don't love Toya, okay? Let's make that clear. Do I, I say like love her. or like? Do you, okay, yeah. Like. I like her. You know, she's from Michigan. She's from Detroit. Like, I feel like a little kindred spirit. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, what are you doing? Like, she feels very lost to me this season. Like, I. She has I, a I lot of know. anger around the pandemic. And, and I don't understand your husband in the position that he's in, exhausted and, like, really risking his life to, like, help people. He and like in he, an emergency room during COVID. You're like, li- he, she's literally a bitch to dead. him. She's like, you come home and you don't even want to talk. And he's like, yeah, I probably saw, like, people die today Toya like like, I have PTSD like what are you fucking talking about and that's you know what you nailed it on the head she has like so much I think anger about and honestly I think she I don't know if this will even make sense but I feel like she resents COVID like she wants to play tennis with all her girlfriends like she wants to live this very like wealthy like stay-at-home mom kind of vibe and like COVID really fucked at that and now she's dead yeah yeah, and I don't like, and, and I feel like this happens really often where someone brings someone on a show and then they fight. 
I don't like the way she's treated Anila. While I do think the message, I do think the message is valid. Like, don't use my people and not pay them. Like, that's embarrassing. I get that. But but to talk about it in front of other people, which I get, I get it's a show. Like, that's part of the drama. I just feel like is, is, um, I feel like it's, it's kind of rough on like a newbie to understand like why well, this is happening going into a show with a friend yeah yeah and this happens a lot where like someone gets brought on and then the person that brings them on kind of like takes a dump on them and I really like Anila I think Anila, Love Anila. yeah I think she like holds her own really well with like a really strong g- group of women with like big personalities and um yeah I, I, love I just her husband. I love her kids I love her mother her, I love, oh my god, her I mom. The nanny. Like, I love everybody. Her mom she, is so good. Her mom is hilarious. Like, the fact that her mom and Heavenly, like, giggle together, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think it was Heavenly, like, made a joke that Anila wasn't a virgin on her wedding day to her mother. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, Heavenly. Like, you're crazy. Are you, do you think Simone and Jackie are, like, genuine friends again? I do. I do. I don't think because they're birthing our children. They are. Yes. Sam and I have decided that we're going to get pregnant at the same time, not anytime soon, because that's so scary. And we're going to go down to Atlanta for our OBGYN appointments. Mm -hmm. And we're flying Delta. And we're flying Delta. Exactly. We're not flying. We're not flying no no i want to fly delta one with like the lay down chambers so that we don't go into labor on the well, plane those little too. Pads, we have to it's for the safety of us and our children yeah our unborn children. honestly and, like you want like the mother of your child to be comfortable like and you know what sam i think it's a perfect argument and that's all you have to say about it i know i feel like if people don't know how good married to medicine is if if I just said, if you will watch one episode of the Married to Medicine reunion where Cecil and Simone basically agreed to work five. on their marriage, like, that would change everything for everyone. <laughs> like, I feel like people would watch it. Said at that reunion, he was like, this is the most real reunion we've ever, I've ever It had. was the best reunion ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they looked so good and everyone was in black. Quad looked so good. Quad and, uh, what's her, what was her ex's name? I don't remember. <gasps> Oh, Dr. G. Yeah, yeah. I hated that, that fucker. He reminded me so much of Dr. Scott in his way that he would, like, put his wife down. I haven't liked Dr. Scott, honestly, since the beginning because he didn't support his wife when she wanted to go live her dream. Literally like, a year of doing – From Tennessee yeah. to Georgia every single weekend, even if it was just for a night. And she's like, he never once came with the kids. No, he's – so nasty. I hate him. She needs to leave his ass. <laughs> okay, Mary Fuck Kill. Ooh, okay. One, Evan Goldschneider or Frank Catania? Juan Dixon, Evan Goldschneider, Frank Catania. Okay. Yeah, Frank Catania Sr. We have to be specific. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a shame. I would like both. I have two holes, Sam, for Okay. <laughs> okay, Mary Fuck Kill. Okay. I think I would marry Frank Catania because I think he's a good part life partner, clearly. I would fuck Evan and I think I would kill Juan. Even though Juan is okay. so gorgeous, he's so gorgeous. Like I would fuck him before I killed him. You but would pick Frank Catania to marry? 
Yeah, I think I would. I just see grown a lot since his first like time around with Dolores. Uh, yeah, clearly. He was a terrible husband. Terrible husband, and he says it all the time. I do think he's grown. Okay. I think David is a good influence on him. I don't know. Wouldn't I would love to be like a sister wife with Dolores? Like, sorry, that's the dream come true. Oh, she would be so fun. If she can't be my mother-in-law, then I want her to be like. Uh, the ex-wife of my husband, my current husband. Yeah, I had to throw Frank Catania Sr. in there, like, mm-hmm. obviously, in my Mary Fuck Hill for you. Well, what's yours, Sam? Um, out of these three, mm-hmm. I would fuck one, mm-hmm. marry Frank Catania, mm-hmm. and I would kill Evan. Really? Because he doesn't go down on Jackie, and I just don't think that that's right. <gasps> Okay. No, you just yeah, reminded me. Now? Yes. 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 I switch it. I switch it. I'm I'm going to marry Frank. I'm going to fuck Juan and I'm going to kill Evan. You're right. No, that's very like, important. I need you to like want to be on it at all times. You need to, Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That was a hard one. You know what? I don't, even though Juan is so attractive, I wouldn't want to marry him because I don't think he would be a good husband. But I also, I just get a vibe from him that he's, like, not really, like, good in bed for some reason, even though he's so hot. I just get the vibe that he's, like, he's not um, fiery. No, he's not fiery. He's not passionate. No. And, like, I want a lover. I'm married to someone, I need someone who's, like, really talkative and, like, can have a good time. And, like, I don't know if Juan would be like that enough for me. But yeah. I would definitely want to, like, see what's going on. Yeah, here. I want to see what he's packing. I want to see what he's yeah. packing. Okay, and then my last question yeah. is, what should everyone be watching right now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> should be watching Mob Wives. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Sam. Sam, a very long time ago, when this whole situation, I think when this whole situation with Dina first happened, did a deep dive on the Manzos about tiny Manzo, who was 400 pounds, getting whacked and being stuffed in a car and about in a trunk of a car. Yeah. And so when I, I just kept watching this highlight over and over again recently when this whole situation happened where Caroline wrote a character statement for Tommy and I'm, I keep rewatching this highlight and I'm like, gosh, this is kind of like crazy that there are people that are still like this. Like, it feels like something that stopped in the 40s, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I do a very intense day where I probably watched six documentaries about the mafia. And then something happened to me where I can no longer reference anything without making a mafia reference. I am talking with my fingers, and I now watch Mob Wives. Mob Wives is so good, such good TV. Like, and it's not just like any old like mafia princesses. Like these are girls whose dads and family members were like the real deal back in like the height of the mob. Yeah, what did you call them the other day? You were like, Mob Wives has some really heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Like, they're heavy hitters. Like, the fact that literally the guy that took John Gotti down, John Gotti, is his daughter is on a reality television show, is, like, truly, I can't wrap my head around how fucking iconic her life was. You know what I mean? Like, you, you go from being, like, the underboss's daughter, you have every luxury in life 
afforded to you. And then your dad becomes a rat, <laughs> an informant for the government. And, and then, now you're on VH1. <laughs> and now you're on VH1 and you're on Mob Wives and you fight Drita and you lose and you fight Drita and you lose. And I just love it. And I love Renee. Renee is, an, is a top tier reality star. Renee's, oh my God. Oh, I'm watching the episodes right now where Renee's ex-husband flips and rats out Renee's father. Like, Sam, I can't get enough of it. I really can't. She walked in. Sam walked into my house the other day, and I'm watching a Bronx tale. I was humiliated because she's was like. literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> She's like, what are you watching? I'm like. I'm like oh. You're in really deep. I'm in really the, deep. Like you're watching in, a Bronx tale? Yeah. And I, and like I really. Bronx tale? I really, I'm like, watching Mild Wives is one thing. Maybe watching, like, a cute little <laughs> documentary is another. I go with a Bronx tale. Yeah. I, like, can't stop. I can picture you being, <laughs> like, a mob wife. I see yeah. this for you. Yeah. Well, Paige, it was so – It was. we'll end it there. It was so <laughs> good having you. I'm so happy that you came on the pod today. It was so much fun. So much fun. Um, you want to tell people where they can find your Instagram? Um, my Instagram is not super interesting. Um, I'm more you interesting post, like, on really like hot pics. Oh, thank you so much. I do try and post thirst traps despite being in a relationship because I just think it's like yeah. people it's like he important. should he should know that I'm hot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a um, so you can find me at at Paige Christina, which is P A I G E C R I S T I N A, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm much funnier on Twitter. <laughs> love twitter yeah love twitter that's like my outlet for everything it is it is it's a good one all right well you have a good rest of your day boo oh my gosh i'll i'm sure i'll be texting you right when this is done thank you so much for listening this week and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on instagram at bravo historian And Hot Off The Mess is a podcast by The Dip, that's D-I-P-P. And be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip, that's including The Slut Pig Podcast with Christian Gray Snow, The Daily Pop Culture Podcast, Pop Chaser, and a TV history podcast, TV Watch Repeat. So see you next week. No, not now. That sounds like it's going to cost you. I know what to do. I'm going to CashNetUSA.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, I could have the money in my account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to CashNetUSA.com to apply for the money you need now. The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. 
That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.